0: This is Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA Missions Podcast Research. Uh, today we're covering ladies' ministries. There's a request from a listener who reminded me we had not covered any topics for ladies in a long, long time. So I want to welcome Denise and Dale Cunningham back to our podcast. So, Dale and Denise, welcome. Thank you. We're glad Thanks to be so here. Much yeah.
1: for having us.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for joining again to uh, GFA Podcast and Dale, I know, like you, the people that serve you in ministry, your soul priestess, so all the people here at GFA that make this possible, and I want to thank them. And I also want to thank uh, the Lord for you and Denise uh, Gretchen. And I really appreciate our friendship with you, and and so we just want to talk a few minutes about uh, ladies' ministries. And so, really, uh, so a, a little background for the those who don't know you. I think most of our listeners and viewers do. Again. They can see this on YouTube or Apple Play or Google, uh, Apple, whatever, podcast, Google Play, Spotify. But, uh, Pastor Cunningham, tell everybody again about your church, how long you and Denise have been married,
2: and so on. Well, Denise and I have been married for, this June will be 42 years, and we we love being married. Uh, I've said many times, and I mean this with all my heart, that. The greatest event that happened in my life when I was a five-year-old and trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. The second greatest event was on June 20th, 1981, when we stood before my dad and we uh, promised and vowed to one another to uh, live together, serve together, honor the Lord together. And so the greatest, second greatest event in my life, being married to this girl right here. All and. Right. Uh, she may be four or nine, but she's all mine, and i married up. I really do. <laughs> I think you've said that one before. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. I, I think <laughs> I've
0: heard that. Denise, welcome. So, Denise, um, tell us about the children, grandchildren.
1: Well, the Lord's given us um, three daughters. We have one that's near us here who l- serves in the ministry with us, she and her husband, And um, there she and her husband have two sons, twin boys, six years old. And then um, our older daughter, Whitney, and her husband are in Greer and have recently brought into their family three girls that they are fostering to adopt Wow. And so we have five grandchildren now, and we just love that. Um, our second daughter, Ashley, uh, was stillborn, and we anxiously await the reunion someday in heaven. So we are abundantly blessed.
2: And these three girls are sisters, so yes, a sibling, sibling girl. group.
0: Oh, good. Good, good. the fostering, the fostering to adopt. That's great. All right, so here's our topic. Again, um, ladies' ministry. So, Dale, you and I are going to kind of just be spectators on this. But I do want to ask this. So, um, Dale, and then Denise, I want you to answer. Why is it so important for pastors? Now, again, this podcast is not just for pastors and pastors' wives, but all ladies in ministry, okay? Okay. But, Dale, speak to a pastor. So why is it so important for you and Denise to minister together as a team? Why is it important for you all to do as much as you can as a team?
2: Well, first of all, um, when we were married, we became one. And it's not my ministry, uh, my calling, whatever, and then she just gets drugged along. We're teammates Uh, in prayer, study, worship, all facets. Caution, though, albeit when, as you asked a while ago, we've been here now uh, 22 years and serving at Boones Creek Bible Church. I've never wanted my wife to ever live under the title of pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. She's my wife first. She's my cheerleader. She's she's who I need. She's the one behind the scenes praying for me. And I wouldn't be where I am today without this lady right here. right, And so uh, to pastors, I would say to them that you need to not expect your wife to fill a certain role made by man, pastor's wife, but first of all, to be your wife serving along with you and you protecting her that she doesn't get covered over by man's expectations in that role. So it's, it's a balance. I need my wife as my wife, as the mother of my children, as now the grandmother and filling that role. And when she does that, well, then this takes the fourth one. And that's the pastor's wife role to to, to say it that way.
0: Yeah. And she, and Denise has her ministry as Denise Cunningham, as well as Denise Cunningham, you know, um, wife of Pastor Dale Cunningham. So, Denise, let's shift to you a minute. So what what, and how would you define some of the roles of women in the church?
1: Well, I think, you know, as Dale's wife, um, me coming alongside him and helping with the ladies' ministry, it, it protects him from, like, maybe women coming to him and wanting counsel. Um, that can be a dangerous place for a pastor to be in. So the wife, um, we've always, if there's a woman who has a question or a need, and she comes to my husband, he will say, well, I'm happy to answer your question, but I never counsel you by myself. And so I'm brought into the situation at that time. So being able to minister that way as he pastors, um, then ministries in the church, there are so many opportunities for us to be able to serve as a woman um, looking for the needs of ladies and just reaching out and understanding where they're coming from because sure. we've been there sure. and be able to, you know, connect with with those needs. So um, in counseling, in teaching, in nurturing, just even having relationships with other women in the church is so important today. So that's
0: just a little snippet, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think you said it well. So really, the goal here would be women ministering to women. Titus two gives us our model, yes. and I think yes. it it not only um, it equips the church to do the work of the ministry. Ephesians four is is older women teach younger women to yes. serve in the church. I think that so that's kind of where I want to go. So major roles. So there's there there are needs women have that really men should not be speaking into their lives unless it's their husband or son or grand or their father or something. And and Mm -hmm. I think because it, like you said, there is a there is a barrier um, that we need, and I, I use that word in quotes, you know, to make sure that we don't. Uh, get emotionally involved with someone in the church other than our wife. So I love the way you said it, that you're there uh, in those meetings, and Titus 2 tells us. so. um, And I think also I like what you said. I just want to reiterate so people know where we're coming from if this is the first time. So we fully understand there is a time for a pastor to speak into a woman's life that's in the church. There's, mm-hmm. it's, there are those times, but at, during those times, especially when the woman is most vulnerable, you should have your wife in the counseling room with you, so you can minister as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that's what y'all do. That's I just by, But for people that don't know either one of us, I want to make sure that's clear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So again, all right. So Denise, let me ask you this: So what would be for the women listening? What would be some common areas of discouragement and where I'm going with all this at the end so I know you do a podcast okay so we're, that's where we're going to give mm-hmm. our ladies ongoing resources because we do not on this podcast speak to into women's ministries enough. I got that but I also want to make sure that women and pastors and their wives are listening to this podcast. Understand who you are, and a little bit about you know your just your your ministry, and so what would be some most common areas that maybe you address either in your counseling or either on your podcast?
1: Well, I'm going to start with in general um, in our walk with God. Okay, I think so many women fail in their walk with the Lord. They may start off strong at the beginning of the year and say, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. And then it gets halfway through the month of January and they're so stuck and behind that they want to quit. And so they do. And so women get get frustrated because there are so many other responsibilities in our life and we fail to really prioritize so the discouragement spiritually is like I want to walk with the Lord. I, I want to read his word, but I don't know how, or I don't know how to be faithful in that. And so that that is a huge part. Uh, and I and I address that often on my blog, on my podcast. All right. So can um, I
0: ask you a question right there? So the the ladies that you assist as they're struggling in this, so mm-hmm. is it is it common? Because you know, you got kids, you got deadlines for work so it's the most common problem in reading the word that you found for for ladies would it be a discipline issue of setting aside time would it be not having the right resources of knowing okay here's what the bible's saying i need a good commentary or i need some help in understanding the application of this so um what would be maybe just want to what would how would you answer that
1: um, I would first, say, I would say yes, all <laughs> 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 of the above. But really, I think, I think for young women, the yeah. first thing is learning to make the priority. Okay. You feel like you know I need to sit down and be able to have an hour with God, you know, to make it, you know, be right. And and it's that checkbox that they want to mark that off that they've done that, and they feel guilty because they haven't spent a lot of time but just learning to learn how to prioritize your day so that you can spend time with the Lord. Um, That's first. And then when I'm there, what do I use? Mm -hmm. How do I understand God's word so that it's profitable to me? I don't just read. And then I don't have a clue what I've read.
0: Okay. Now I I am assuming you cover this like in your blogs and in your podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they can find help there. Okay. So now what about maybe discouragements in, in um, marriage from the lady's point of view?
1: Um, You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed with children Mm -hmm. and then there's a disconnect between husband and wife. Um, Dale and I have started something in the last, I don't know, a few years and we call um, taking the scenic route. And I talk a lot about what does that mean to take the scenic route in marriage, but it's, Sometimes, you know, wives are so busy with children and all of those responsibilities of running people back and forth and all of that, that the marriage gets covered over by the children.
0: All right, you've got our curiosity up now. So what is the scenic route in marriage?
1: Taking the scenic route is enjoying little opportunities to have a date. Let's say you have to run to Walmart, take the scenic route. Uh, You might even literally take the scenic route, go another way, a long way to get there. You're going to go get groceries, make the, even the time in the grocery store, you're connecting with each other. You're not just, he's pushing the buggy and you're, you know, a mile ahead of him. Be together, talk together, uh, stop on the way home for a Dunkin coffee and, you know, enjoy, take those little minutes. Okay for and invest into your marriage. It
0: doesn't have to be a whole date night. That's that's great. I love that. I love that. I love that. The way you phrase
2: that. Let me add to that, that even if you have children in the van with you, you say to them, we're going as a family to the store, but mom and I are also going to use this as a time to be together. And we want you to support us and join us and we're going to stop at Duncan and we're going to get you a donut and, and we're going to watch. We want you to watch us date. My, my <laughs> whole point being is children learn more from watching than they do what we say. Yeah. And and if we wrap our lives up on our children, then when the kids leave home, we have no marriage. You're right.
0: You're right. So you make the kids a part of your marriage and a part of your ministry, right? Certainly. Yeah. Okay. What about in uh, mothering? All right, so we we talked about ministry, or we may not have hit that much yet. What about mothering?
1: Um, I think it's easy for moms to feel isolated and alone. They're not connecting maybe with other people because of their children, so they feel feel very lonely. Um, The fatigue is a real thing, Um, being exhausted from all the responsibilities that they have. Also, I think that we compare ourselves and our children with other families and social media is really good about about that as well. So, um, yeah, lots of pressures with with motherhood of just feeling like I'm not doing good enough uh, or I need to have my children involved in everything that's going on instead of just really having the Lord put his expectations for our mothering and the responsibilities of our children. And again, what are the priorities there? What's the most important thing? Um, I'm actually going to be doing, uh, posting a a blog or no, not a blog, a podcast next week about motherhood and just learning how to love our children. And here's the Titus two thing. It says the older women are to teach the young women to love their children. Mm -hmm. And you just think, doesn't that just come natural? But there are a lot of parts of loving our children Yeah, that is very hard.
0: Yeah, it gets very complicated.
1: But the the yeah. sacrifice that it takes to really be a godly mother. I mean, there's a lot of self-denial there that my flesh doesn't naturally want to do. And so it needs to be taught by an older woman. How do we do that? So, you know, I, I think it's really important that, A a mom has somebody who is investing in her, an older woman who is just spending some time with her saying, uh, listening to her talk, giving some counsel, some encouragement, and also providing a little time away. So just just,
0: go ahead. Uh, uh, Address this because there are different seasons of marriage, Mm -hmm. seasons of mothering, seasons of ministry, and sometimes we think the season we're in is the hardest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have this idea, right? Yes. So, um But all right, the other thing, talking about seasons of ministry, the way you're addressing it, I forgot to let you mention the name of the podcast. It will be in our show notes, but mm-hmm. many don't uh, really go to the show notes. I just like to listen. So go ahead and give your name of the podcast.
1: Okay. It's called Refresh Her Okay. And same as my blog, my blog is it's all one word, those two H's in the middle. But, you know, that has been my heart yeah. all through the time that I've been writing the blog since 2008. And I began that because I wanted to do what the title says. I want to mm-hmm. refresh women in their heart, their home and their life. We need that. And there are so many other voices in the world that are telling women what they need to be doing or what they have, the expectation that the world has. And my heart is, I want to give women the truth. I want to be a voice of truth to encourage them about what is the responsibility for my own heart spiritually, my home, which is a ministry in itself, and then my life, which would be like my uh, influence in evangelizing the lost and serving God and doing things outside of my home. So, the, the podcast is Refresh Her. And it's a lot of the same kind of materials and things that I'm using for my, my blog you'll hear Good. in the podcast.
0: All right. So, let me ask you this for um, how, when you need refreshing, Okay, Denise Cunningham,
1: mm-hmm.
0: pastor's wife, mother, grandmother. Um, how, how do you spiritually refresh yourself? If you, someone is listening, a lady who's just she's just worn out spiritually, <laughs> physically, emotionally, marriage may, may not even have a ministry. I mean, Denise, she is just at the end. How, how what would be and, and she only can do one or two things because you know we don't overwhelm her uh, for the average lady that you speak with what what's a couple of ways to help them rely upon the Lord to refresh themselves what are some practical instruction
1: well number one spend time alone in the word with the Lord um, that is my first priority in the morning Every day I open God's word, I get alone with him and literally just asking him to speak to my heart.
0: Okay. Um, so this woman hasn't been in the word in a long time. Okay. And, and she doesn't know where in the word to go. Yes. So so a lady that needs refreshing, do do any any passages that you say, okay, let's start here today. What, where would you tell them to go? The Psalms, Proverbs, you know. What would you do? I would do? start
1: with the Psalms, right. absolutely and for sure. Would yes, you just start, would start
0: in Psalm one and keep reading, or there's certain? Is that because
1: I have favorites for sure, but yeah. um, I would say Psalm forty six okay, is sweet. one when yeah. your heart is overwhelmed, when you're in in the midst of mm-hmm. trial, um, to be still and to know that He is God. Amen. Um, but surely starting and and I told a woman this yesterday. I said, "You." She said, "I don't know where to read." Yeah. I said, "You never make a mistake when you start in one book and ups. That was the wrong book to read. <laughs> You'll never be wrong opening yeah. God's word because God knows your heart. He knows your needs. And so when you open His word and you are seeking Him, He says that we will find Him when we yeah. search with all our heart. And so you cry out to Him and say, God. I'm at the end of my rope yeah. Speak to my heart, reveal truth to me. And his spirit will speak to our heart and teach us mm-hmm. and draw near to us in our time of, of need. He promises that. So, yes, I would even say starting with Psalm one and okay. reading through and just stopping and asking God to speak to your heart, um, listening and, and literally stopping and saying, what does this mean? God, what are you trying to say to me? And it doesn't have to be a long amount of time in the word, but that we are just opening his word and letting him speak to us. And then if I don't understand a passage of scripture, I ask God, what does it mean? In prayer, I stop and talk to him, and he takes his spirit and teaches me the truth. And being married to a pastor is pretty great because (laughs) if I have a question about the Bible, I can go to him, and I I have a walking commentary here. But do you know that I've forgotten a lot of the things that Dale has told me about a passage?
0: And and there there are plenty of resources for you online, like, Little Letter Bible and these sure. kind of places ladies could go. But I, I like what you said because I want to encourage, you know, in, in all of our lives, men, women, whoever, when we need that spiritual refreshment, okay, you can listen to sermons and you can listen to great music to encourage or to soothe your heart, but there's nothing like getting a word from the Lord, from his yeah. word.
1: And my, my point about Dale telling me, uh, you know, explaining a passage to me is that you know, I, I may forget that later, yeah. but when I have spent time in God's word and the spirit of God has taught me truth, mm-hmm. I don't forget those times Amen. Yeah. that is precious and it, it just refreshes my heart so much and energizes me to go on. Let me also add mark sure. that I have, I made a habit when I was, when I, my girls were home that I would use. Uh, Elizabeth George's book, A Woman After God's Own Heart. Mm-hmm. I would go through that about every other year. And a study like that, an, another book would be Nancy Dimas Wogelmo's book, um, Adorned. It's right. it, They're very similar in that they go through all of the things that touch a woman's life. Mm. Your, your walk with God, your marriage, mm. your mothering, and then your influence in the world. And it just helped to keep me on track. Sure. So it, it's very much you're saturated with the word of God, but then you make practical application as okay. you're studying. And okay. it was the workbook going through the workbook. Um, I would so encourage women to have something like that, that it's not just a little devotional kind of thing. It makes me feel better. Sure. But gets you in the word and then gives you the practical tools to be able to apply for that day. So that's a, another thing yeah. that that really refreshed my heart as as a young wife and mom, and I I use that all the time when I'm discipling other women.
0: All right. So the reason I want to focus on that and and is that this is a podcast and this should be helpful, but it's not a replacement for someone being in the oh. Word on their own. Sure. So your yeah. podcast is a great podcast. There are so many wonderful podcast and 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 other in books like you mentioned two good ones but there's nothing to take the place of spending time in God's word That's exactly okay. right all right
1: you have you have to have that time alone with the Lord yourself
0: all right so um just starting to wrap it up any any what are the final thoughts you got denise and again uh, we 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 want to send people to your podcast refresh her and I know it's on um iTunes or Apple podcast. Apple podcast, you know. Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Buzzsprout, okay. uh, Amazon, all those, all yeah. those places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else um, you want to comment on? Any other sources of encouragement is to the lady? And I think also, uh, and Denise, maybe you can comment on that. I just, um, some ladies or some men think that the pastor's wife is the only one that can minister to them. You know, and so they always say, Well, I feel I, I, nobody likes me at church. I, you know, I need a friend. Okay. So, would, would you just address how women should get connected in some kind of Sunday school class, small group class, so they can find this encouragement to help carry the loads they're carrying? Can you just uh, maybe just finally we'll wrap it up with that? Address that?
1: We are meant to to be interactive with other people. We are not meant to live in a little vacuum by ourselves and we need one another. Um, just yesterday it's, it's been so gray and wintry in our area, maybe everywhere. I don't know. Um, and your heart can feel just the same way. Last night, our small group met here in our home, even though we had a power outage, and uh, we sat around with candles and lanterns. And by the time everybody left, yeah. a couple hours later, my heart was so encouraged. My circumstances hadn't changed. And there's a lot of things that are overwhelming my life right now that are hard. But that fellowship with my sisters in Christ, there were men that were there and they were fellowshipping afterward as well. Sure, but sure. that fellowship with those sisters in Christ so encouraged my heart to pray together, to bear the burdens of, of that they're carrying, and also to share my own. Um, we are really listening to the lie of the devil when we think we can just live our life on our own and sure. be okay. Yeah. Um, the Lord gave us the church. Uh, It's such a gift.
0: It is. is.
1: Every opportunity that we have to be able to fellowship with someone else. um, I don't really have time, but today, after this podcast is done, I'm going to go have lunch with a friend. Uh, Just for that very reason. It's like my own heart gets dried up and we need the encouragement of other women that are going to point us to the truth. And so, we, You have to make the effort, step out of your little comfortable, comfortable place and reach out to someone else and say, you know, can I sit with you in church? Maybe her husband's not coming with her. She feels isolated and alone. You put yourself out and say, yeah. you know, can I sit with you? Um, or, and for the rest of us, if we are there at church and it's a regular habit for us, we need to be looking for other people that need someone to be brought in. Um, And there's two areas of mentoring, one who is looking to mentor a younger woman, but women need somebody to mentor them. And I hear from both sides, young women are saying, where are the older women? And older women are saying, I approach a younger woman, but they're not willing. So we both have to humble our hearts and realize that we need each other. So and and
0: mentoring doesn't have to start with reading fifty chapters of the Bible together. It can just right. start over coffee or tea, right? Exactly. It can just start over a conversation. So I think yeah. some people try to take it to something in the beginning that is really not. Let's just let's just meet and, and discuss and learn to pray for each other, and then you know just do very simple things in the, be- <laughs> in the beginning. See where it goes.
1: Yes, and it's such a blessing. When when you spend time with someone else and yeah. you put yourself in that place, you you just are so refreshed by the, your time together and you know pointing one another to the truth of God's word. Um, if you do nothing else, just stopping to pray together before you
0: leave. There you go.
1: You're bearing one another's burdens.
0: All right, Pastor Cunningham, I'm going to let your wife have the last word. Okay, so uh, <laughs> anything else, Pastor, you want to say? To everybody, before we wrap this up,
2: well, as I listened to Denise and, and these words she just said, uh, there is such a real need to yeah. just simply—these are my terms—just get over yourself and and just <laughs> say, "I need help." Yeah. Please pray with me. Yeah. Just whether it's men or, or or women. Last last Saturday, gathered around our fire pit in the back, we had an prayer breakfast, and and one of the men just saying. I need help in this area. Yeah. Will you pray for me? Amen. Good. Not, not. We 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 believe the lie of the devil about. Well, they may think that I'm being spiritual or I'm being judgmental. We are all desperate. Yeah. We're all needy. We are more than conquerors in Christ, but we need one another, and we just need to be honest. And just instead of being consumed with my image understand the spirit of God is trying to knock out of us. Everything doesn't look like Jesus. Sure. And say, Hey, I need help. Great. All right. Denise, last word to the ladies
0: in the audience. Um, your podcast refresher, um, any, any last words you got to ladies, uh, that, um, need to be encouraged.
1: I, I come from just a very practical standpoint. I am nothing <laughs> in the Lord has given me just the opportunity to be able to share truth with women. And my heart is let's grow together. Yes. Yeah. I, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be refreshed. I want you to say, okay, I can take the next step spiritually and walk with God and have joy that yeah. he wants me to have as a woman in my heart, my home, and my life. Good. So Good. I hope you'll listen and really be refreshed.
0: All right, well, Cunningham, thank you all again for being. Uh, Pastor Cunningham, this must be our third or fourth or fifth podcast together, so I appreciate the investment you're making others. And Denise, I know you've been with us on at least one or two, I can't remember. Yes, but thank uh, you. But I trust this will be a great encouragement to the ladies in the church and therefore strengthen all our churches as we seek to revitalize, refocus, renew. And we have a privilege of being part of what Jesus is building because he said, I will build my church. Amen. All right, Cunninghams thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it.
0: You're listening to Rechurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at GFA missions.org consulting.